Welcome y bienvenidos to Presently Aquí with Claudia, an insightful mindfulness podcast to help you discover ways to control your thoughts, emotions, fears, and essentially mastering self-love. Hi everyone and welcome to Presently Aquí, a podcast dedicated to talk to all the healers around the world and of course mindfulness. Um, and today I have a special guest, and I know I always say that, but I mean, how is everyone not special, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> it's really difficult because I get so excited in the beginning, and so that's what naturally comes out. Um, my name is Claudia, the host, and today I have Sitara Faye. And Sitara was born a medium and ran from her abilities until after she received her degree in psychology from Sonoma State. She enrolled in a meditation class that was psychic kindergarten, and from that point forward, she never looked back. She has gone on to teach others how to develop their own innate abilities and leans on the belief that we are all infinite beings before we are human. And everyone who has listened to me in this podcast, that's all I talk about. <laughs> and now she focuses on business development and, uh, with experience in the global world of crypto and digital nomads. So I'm so interested in how this transitioned. But thank you and welcome, Sitara. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And I absolutely love these conversations um, because, you know, and they happen naturally and organically. Mm -hmm. We just never know where they're going to lead. So I love the spontaneity of, yeah, this format. So thank you yes. for having me. Of course, of course. It, it was, it, I loved, it's funny because like how you reached out. I, I know I've been following you for a while and you're like, hey, I dig your vibe. And I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm slightly psychic. So I'm like, yeah, she definitely is. She's, she's on that vibe. I can, I can sense that. <laughs> so we started this natural conversation on Instagram and, and it was funny too, because we were flowing and then you had your automated uh, space come through. <laughs> Right? And I was confused. I was like, wait, but we were talking about this. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> so that was pretty cool, though. Yeah. Um, right? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the first and hasn't been the last awkward moment that the autoresponder has uh, jumped in in a casual conversation. So still ironing out that kink. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love the idea, though, how that does kick in. That helps mm -hmm. you. With your business that's super smart absolutely i love it yeah it's i mean it's the easy thing like when you see anybody on social media that says dm me a specific word it's because they have something automated ready to go mm. to send and so yeah it makes it easier to be able to one know who your audience is who's interested how you want to engage and then also deliver information and so yeah it makes it easy what i I think my mistake in that is that I chose words <laughs> that people use quite commonly in conversation, like grow and ready and rise. And so then all of a sudden in the middle of the conversation, you're like, oh, hang on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I hope you enjoy the mini course. <laughs> I did. I did. It was great. But it was great. It was so funny because it makes it interesting and you didn't expect it. So you're like, oh, yes. and then you kicked in and you're like, actually, that was that. Let's continue. While we were. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Perfect. So um, it's funny, too, because, you know, everything is shifting and there's a lot of change going on. And yes. so we've been meaning to do this for a while. And 
you know, life happens, but we weren't in the space. Both I felt until recently were like, Hey, Hey, you ready? I'm ready. I'm yeah, now I am. <laughs> so I loved how that even flowed and came through. And I definitely appreciated how the universe was like, this needs to happen. I was like, yes. Yes, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. January, January was just a bit of a weird, like I ended up getting sick for like three or four weeks, mm-hmm. which was you know, I, I consider getting sick kind of an upgrade because it's mm-hmm. like when your body has to slow down that much, yes. you really assess, you know, where you're going and you're resting yeah. so much that yeah. so much clarity starts coming through. And so, yeah, January, I was in the beginning of launching a new program as well. And so it felt like my body purging what needed to go mm-hmm. in order to get ready And yeah, just the idea of putting myself in front of a camera at that time was just not, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not something that sounds lovely to do. Yeah, definitely. I was coming back together last year was the ass kicking. So January was just like kind of slowly getting back into where's like, you're kind of, you're saying like, where, where, where are we going? Where's this going? What do I want? What do I, what do I, am I? Do I feel back into myself again to move forward? All these beautiful questions that now um, I'm really excited because, you know, next month Pluto goes into Aquarius and uh, holy moly, (laughs) that's going to be exciting. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I don't follow astrology too much, but from what I've been hearing from my friends that do, I mean, and maybe you can elaborate and fill us all in on this, but um, yeah, I've heard that March is going to be quite an exciting month of things coming together, the creativity expanding, but I've also heard, you know, still a little bit of that earthquake or, or earthquaking sort of mm-hmm. thing happening. Yes, definitely. I'm an Aquarian myself, so I definitely understand. I follow the Leo King, if you haven't heard us, you know, he's fantastic. I love how he keeps it real. He does dive deep, deep into it. So sometimes I'll definitely be lost. I'm like, I don't even know what that means, but he'll translate it. And um, I actually met him at the Life Conscious Expo, a very Mm -hmm. sweet, humble person. And what I've gathered is that, you know, right now being in Capricorn is like, whatever it is that we need to clean up, you know, even your body purging and what needs to go needs to go and where you need to be in alignment for when that happens, because Aquarius is innovation. Um, A lot of talking about AI and uh, just all in general, just reshifting the paradigm of our society is a big Mm -hmm. deal. Um, And that's going to happen for quite a while. It just won't happen that day, right? That's just not a thing. Um, But definitely, so if all of us are going through a lot of shifting, a lot of letting go, a lot of loss, a lot of things that no longer are in alignment, because we're also asking the universe, like, hey, I want X, Y, Z. You have to make room for these things, right? So right now is the perfect time to just start cleaning house in all aspects of your your life. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah. So that's what's kind of nice. what what's going on. <laughs> In nice. a small I'm, I'm not the expert either. I'm the mindfulness expert. I don't you know not the astrologist. Yeah. Not the astrologist, you know. Um so I wanted to start with the most important question of this conversation, which is what are the types of challenges that you you faced on your way to your path to self discovery? I mean, that's really like, uh, how much time do you have? <laughs> is there 
a way that you can direct that question a little bit more sure. specifically. Yes. I have definitely like what so were the <laughs> No, I mean girl, I mean even the last year. <laughs> but what were some pivotal moments that really stuck with you that shifted you to become who you are today? That yeah, really that... were right? That were really um just just completely shifted you and like that Satara no longer exists. Now there's a new Satara because of that. Well, you know what? Let's just let's just go with that one. Okay. There there were many and I'll just kind of like go through the timeline. Is one okay. I so I was born a medium and as I shared in the um shared with you in the bio, they my abilities terrified me. Like there were times when I was a little girl where I could feel the presence of spirits in my bedroom and it terrified me. I did not want to sleep there and trying to explain that to my parents, you know, they're like, there's nothing under the bed. There's nothing in the closet. I'm like, no, a hundred percent. I can see them. I can still describe in detail what they look like. Um, and so there were a few moments that I remember having those abilities and then getting in trouble for using them in that way. So I mm -hmm. shut them down and shut them down. Um, there were times when I would be at parties in high school and I would see someone's, you know, dead relative, or maybe even somebody who died in the house or something mm -hmm. in the room in the house party sort of thing. Yeah. And it was, you know, like, how, how do you tell your girlfriends that that's what's going on? You know? So there were a lot of points where it was really, really weird. Um, and then it wasn't until I was getting my degree in psychology that I wanted to learn how to meditate. So I enrolled in a meditation class and that meditation class ended up being psychic kindergarten. And so it was like learning how to ride a bike. I didn't know that I knew mm. how to do. It was all of a sudden, it was like, oh my gosh, things are making sense. Mm. I didn't know. I didn't even know that I experienced the world differently than other people. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that there was like this deeper feeling, you know, thing going on. I didn't know that it was uncommon. Um, so there was a lot of self-discovery and learning about myself. Mm. I decided to get my degree in psychology because there was so much dysfunction going on in my childhood that mm. I had to understand what was happening. Like mm. there was a part of me that was just craving that. And then I also was working at a winery uh, in my early twenties. I got mm. my associate's degree and then I took some time off before finishing and getting my bachelor's. And in that time I was working at a winery. Well, I kept finding that people would just open up, like have major, major shifts in their own, um, emotional healing. And I didn't know that that's what was happening. I was, and I was talking to my coworkers. I'm like, is this happening at your guys' tables? And they're like, no, not at all. We're like telling jokes over here. Like this is not happening. So there was a lot going on for me of like just the awareness of what naturally was coming through by people having, by, by people opening up to me and wine is great at that too. So, you know, right. it was like <laughs> the, the whole thing. Um, but then ultimately what really got me was I had some really significant questions that I needed to answer. And some of it was like, you know, why are certain fans? Why was I born into the family that I was born into? If I'm seeing these other examples, why am I facing these cha challenges? What's going on over here? You know, I, I wanted to understand more about even, you know, why certain people are boy born into royal families and certain people are just des destined to live through poverty. Right. Uh, Christianity didn't really make sense to me, but I was raised uh, Presbyterian. And so there were just some really big questions that I 
wanted to answer, just accepting them not being answered wasn't okay with me. (laughs) So the psychic development programs that I stepped into, I say that they made my psychology degree seem like recess. It was like the amount of depth that I went into my depth psychology and all of these things. It was like, it barely, barely held a flame to what I was experiencing in my psychic development programs, learning how to read through past lives, learning how to access soul karma, learning how to read through the Akashic records, how to connect with healing guides, how to channel different beings, like all of these things. It was already very apparent that it was real to me, but I also had to move through my own doubt. Like I, I didn't start where I am now. I definitely did not. I was heavily drawn into addictions around that age. I was still a Dean's List Honor Roll student. Um, and I did Bikram yoga a lot. So I was very healthy and I was able to do these things, but I was also very high functioning in my escapism is what I would say <laughs> is that the pain that I had that was so deep that I didn't know how to face. I was numbing with drugs and alcohol and, you know, make it go away, suppress it, that sort of thing. Uh, and once I started doing the, the healing through meditations and doing the healing through the karmic healing and the soul healing and all of that, I, it was like, I just never wanted to stop. And I realized how powerful and how important it was for me personally, as my own soul Dharma to bring it into the world. And so since then I was 22 years old, I've been doing it for 12 years. I haven't stopped and that's really what started the whole trajectory. Um, and as far as where I'm at now, man, I've, I've gone, (laughs) I've gone around and through the gamut of so many different things that have happened to bring me to the place of still committing to coaching and still committing to teaching and training others, uh, and helping other people experience the depth of the richness of their own soul. Because in order to do that, we have to get through different layers of pain and different layers of programming that just have to come through. And so to get to a point again within myself, right, where that is what continues to feel like the most aligned path for me has been, has been a whole other series of, um, heroes journeys to get there. Um, so yeah, feels good to be doing it again, but have experienced so many, so many different challenges, even just with using the word psychic. It's one of those things that, um, I even almost publicly stay, stay away from, but there's also no other word like intuitive Mm -hmm. is the one word that's kind of most synonymous with it, but it still does not cover the umbrella or the breadth of what psychic is. And then you get like, what am I thinking about? Can you tell me what is going to, what are, you know, these dumb questions that you get, oh, you're psychic. So what am I doing? Or what did I wear yesterday? It's like, no, that's not how that works. And B, if it did, I'm not using it for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What am I thinking? I'm like, I have my own thoughts and I'm pretty sure they're more interesting. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's so it's, no, it's really interesting. Thank you so much for really diving deep into that space. Um, Mm Because, you know, that question is truly important because there is a lot of people out there that have different abilities, different senses that are heightened when we're younger. We just have no guidance, no understanding. We're kind of at a loss using drugs, alcohol, 
on and on things to numb because we feel so different and we just don't understand right so mm-hmm. it's but what what keeps us kind of common are social things drugs alcohol sex uh, music parties uh, you know so you want to feel fit in until you start to learn so deeply about your abilities and who you truly are why did you come here the family that you chose and on and on and it's just if it just starts to unravel so i definitely understand why that would be just more for you like i want to dive deeper i want to get in there right yeah truly beautiful yeah and i mean i think the other part of it was once it was like once i started to learn about the breakthrough and once i started to learn what the breakthrough high is and what that experience was and that i could continue to take steps that would help me feel more free in my own body and more free in my own skin and more free in my own expression more free in my own emotions it was like that was what became the priority that experience that feeling became it's almost like that becomes the new high that becomes mm-hmm. the new thing that you know healers or we as healing ourselves start to chase and yes. i've definitely seen people get caught in that it's yes. like they want to just keep staying on this emotional processing and this verbal processing and well we need to go over this and we need to clarify this and we need to do this and we need to go through this photo album and i need to have this conversation with my dad and i need to dip it and it's like, we actually really don't. Um, <laughs> in some cases, like, yes. yes, is that going to help? Sure. And simultaneously, our healing is our responsibility, whether someone else wants to participate or not. Right. Like, right. it's not really up to, like, it's almost like we stunt our own growth by waiting for someone else to be ready to have that conversation with us yes. when they're just may or may not ever be ready. And so like taking that responsibility, is just so liberating. It's so liberating. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, once I started learning all of that, it became a lot easier to just kind of find my stride and what I want to do and how I wanted to serve and help other people. Definitely. And also healing can be addictive, right? You want to just heal. Yeah, I want to heal. I want, like today, what are we? It's no, it's the flow, right? And what comes up and shows up is what's meant to be unraveled then and there. Not even pushing, like you said, like, hey, dad or mom or, hey, I'm ready to do talk this over. And they're not in that space. And, and taking the responsibility of that is so grand, so mm-hmm. grand. So I'm so happy you cover that because it's important for people to understand that it is your own personal healing journey right Mm -hmm. and the purpose of this platform is if you're a beginner you have a community of them to help guide you into yourself not to be codependent of them to heal right because that happens sometimes with therapists right you you're seeing the same therapist five ten years and nothing's really shifted in you you're just codependent on that relationship versus Mm -hmm. having that deeper responsibility of your life, right? That, that accountability. Yes. And, and that's a lot of the reason why I, I stopped doing healings. Am I a healer? Can I heal people? Can I move energy through somebody's body? Yes. Also mm-hmm. through myself and pets. And yes, I learned those skills. I learned how to hone them in. I also learned that that is not the agreement that I want to be in with anybody. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be somebody else's healer. 
Rather, I would prefer to show somebody how to heal themselves. And that's, that's where even as I teach psychic development, I teach people much differently than the way that I was taught. And the way that I was taught is here's the tool, here's the technique, this is what you do, this is how you need to set this up, da, 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 da. and it's very um, like formulaic sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I had to learn how to jump through all these kind of interesting hoops and do these things um, that it's like they were effective and then sometimes they weren't. It wasn't like a consistent thing. So I think it was more determined on what was going on in the field. And that focus on that one thing that was going on here didn't really ne- like necessarily allow for the the entirety of the understanding of the complexity of what's going on when you're using those tools. Um, and so the way that I have learned to help people open up to their natural senses and their natural abilities isn't by diagnosing what it is that they need. It's more by teaching them or showing them how to heal themselves through a series of like guided meditations that allows for the empowerment of themselves to know how to heal themselves. Because then like you're saying that the, the codependence of constantly going to a psychic, you know, I had one, one client that I absolutely adore. And even then it was at the beginning of my path that she would come in with a different, you know, match person every like two weeks. Is this him? Is this him? And I had to get to a point of saying, are you doing your inner work? Are you focused on the reason that this pattern is continuing to happen? And that for me was what became so much more important. It's like, are we actually resolving the pattern that's going on within rather than being this, you know, the psychic that you go to that, you know, has a say in the choices you're making in your life. That to me also didn't feel healthy. It's like, let me show you how to make your own decisions. Let me show you these, you know, these tools that I use if I have a big decision, if this is going on, if this is going on, um, because I believe in that empowerment and that empowerment that spreads rather than come to me for healing, come to me for guidance, come to me for answers. That that's not to me by any means what I, the role that I choose to be in or the role that I teach others to be in as somebody that's helping someone through pain and finding that empowerment. Absolutely. And that's truly, truly important for you to mention um, because it is what happens, right? Uh, People become addicted to tarot readers and psychics and having someone else make those choices and Mm -hmm. and be so dependent, like they said this and it's going to happen without having the understanding that the universe is always shifting and changing as you are. And whatever may be said, like you can ask the tarot reader, am I going to have pasta tomorrow? She's like, absolutely. And then tomorrow you have a stomach ache. You don't know. You know, so making it really simple. Like you just don't know. And, and to give someone such a big responsibility of your life is truly unfair. Yeah. Because that's then, you know, a lot of people also, right, in that space, they're always saying, like, they get yelled at. Like, oh, you told me this and it didn't happen. You told me that and it didn't happen. It's like that's not their job to, to be responsible over your life and the choices mm-hmm. that you're making because that's truly on you. So I'm really glad that you empower people to really get into their sovereignty because that's truly what it is. And that's really what all of it is about is just really getting into yourself and being responsible um, 
in my last podcast, I was talking about because we all carry these beautiful fragments of light from different energies that we have that responsibility to to uphold what we promised to do. And by giving our power away is not really helping you ultimately and ultimately helping the grander collective. So mm-hmm. thank you so well, much for yeah. Yeah, of course. And I like I started doing this work, like I said, I was trained in my degree in psychology. So I was trained to be a counselor, which basically means you're trained to be a whiteboard, <laughs> like a blank slate whiteboard for someone to come on, come to and go through what is going on with them in their life. And there's different, you know, therapy techniques and all these things. And I, I learned quite a bit of them. Um, and then as I was going through that and then go like getting trained in the psychic, um, in doing psychic readings, it was the exact opposite. When I was in counseling, it was like, don't, don't ask questions, basically let them lead themselves through their own. So, and I'm a verbal processor. I can, you know, go to someone who doesn't have to say anything. And I leave, like, I got my answer. I'm good. I'm ready to go. So I, I got that. And that resonated to a certain extent. But then when I was being trained in the readings, um, or I'm, I'm sorry, it was the, it was the opposite with the, with the therapy. It was like, ask questions at these specific times so they can open up with the psychic work. It was the exact opposite. Don't ask any questions, shoot in the dark, keep your eyes closed, like read what you see and just communicate what you see. And only that. So I learned to get very confident in that. But then when it came time to start seeing clients and I was doing, you know, growing a business and clientele and that sort of thing, and things started to pick up. There were a few times when let's say I was wrong because something that I saw coming to fruition came to fruition in a different, in a different way. So then of course, you know, I'm in my early twenties. I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I, (laughs) what am I going to do about this? How am I going to handle this? And one of the things that I found really interesting was that I started learning that we receive the information and this, this, I, I recognize as true for myself, even when I'm reading my own self and making my own decisions is that we receive the information that we need at that exact apex in time. So it's not that this is what's going to happen. This isn't the end result, but if you believe that that's the the end result, it actually will change your choices. Like it will have an influence in your choices and it will change your choices. It actually sets you on what I call them choice points, but it basically sets you on a different timeline. Well, if it sets you on a different timeline of possibility, then you actually receive a different outcome. So it's not necessarily that the person that's reading you needs to be right or wrong, but that there's a certain level of, you know, your higher self-involvement and their higher self-involvement that is kind of pivoting the awareness to be able to shape the decision in a certain way and also shape the lessons. And part of it may even be to hold your own sovereignty and not let somebody else make your own choices for you. So it's like, it's not as concrete as we want to make it. Or as simple. Or as simple, for sure. Just pulling out a card and be like, hey, yeah, here you go. This is, you know, (laughs) this is the answer you've been looking for. And it's concrete. And that's, but it is so much bigger than all of that. I'm really glad that you dove deeply into that to have the audience have a deeper understanding of what truly goes on when you do go to these things, when you do go mm-hmm. to a person and ask, hey, 
Will I get this job? Will I find my love? Will I, whatever the questions are that are usually the topics that are, are most important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would challenge people to go to your tarot reader and ask, am I brave enough to understand who I truly am? To really mm-hmm. dive deep into myself. Can you ask my higher self? Right? Having those answers until you're able to talk to your higher self and be in that union, right? Versus mm-hmm. the usual, right? Um, but, you know, that's also coming with an old programming of how to use people with these gifts. And also back then, I, I, I don't even know, 60s, 70s, where there wasn't a place for psychic mediums, right? Except to be used for speaking to ghosts or reading the future, right? So it just, and now it's all shifted tremendously, which is why I was so excited to have you. And I love also your IG post, how you differentiate psychic medium, right? Like that was truly important for people to understand, like what is the difference and you know, why Mm -hmm. does that matter? Um, Because, you know, at the same time that you do go to someone, you're you're really it's it's a big ask to to use your abilities for my my selfish needs, right? Which is basically I'm utilizing you to disrespect your gifts for what I need answered because I can't be brave enough to make my own choices in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's also an unfair point. I'm just bringing that up for that's also a responsibility. And speaking of Dharma, that kind of creates a karma because you're not respecting what is given, which you can answer yourself. Right. Because ultimately, that's what you want to do is empower the person mm-hmm. to find the answer within themselves because they do have the answer. Right. Yeah. And, and and to speak to that, I mean, you used a really a really strong word as far as disrespect. And there, I think in the beginning of my own business, I felt that I exploited myself for my own abilities. And I really had to come, like, have a personal reckoning around what was actually going on and how was I honoring and serving my abilities and using them to my best. And when it came, like, I'm getting really honest right now. (laughs) Um, But when it really came into it, it was recognizing that the programming that I had around the male archetype and masculinity was that my masculine energy to grow a business, my masculine desire Mm -hmm. to like prove myself in one way. And that, that um, I don't want like, I don't want to say that it was toxic masculinity, but at the same time, like I was definitely indoctrinated with an American view of not really respecting the feminine and Mm -hmm. the not really respecting the feminine comes from our intuitive abilities, our psychic gifts, nurturing care, uh, art, culture, um, fluidity, flow, ease, emotions, like that sort of thing. It was that I wasn't respecting that. And it was also because I, as a female or I, as as a feminine in this world, did not learn respect because that just wasn't happening. And so 
to come to that reckoning within myself and go like, oh my God, like I feel exploited and who exploited me? I exploited myself. Like, holy shit. Are you kidding me? Like these were some really tough conversations that I had to have with myself of how am I going to rebalance that? How am I going to respect myself? How am I going to respect my abilities and how am I going to expect respect my own femininity and my own feminine essence and to know that she's nurtured and cared for and not just put on display. Um, and that's, that is for me where I do get a little bit annoyed with like having a psychic at a party or having like a, a, you know, it's, and it's a beautiful thing because yes, the people who are stepping into their gifts and the beauty and, and stepping into their abilities, they need a place to practice. Like we do, we need places to be able to share in our card reading skills or share in our, you know, intuitive abilities, or can we guide a meditation or like there needs to be a playground to be able to express. And there's been so much dogma. Like, tell me why in the United States, we focus so much on the Salem witch trials. If you really think about it, that was such a small blip on the radar. But it was something that I remember so specifically that we dove into in like fully when I was growing up. And the message that I really do feel gets portrayed in that is the fear mongering around women who are connected to the elementals and women who are connected to the cycles of nature and and whatever other like shenanigans, just absolute shenanigans were put in that. It's like, even in the way that it's being taught to us in schools today in this modern age is continuing to devalue that. And so when we look at history and we look at like, how is the balance of masculine and feminine energy just still so out of whack, just so out of whack. You see women going into the workplace and they're embodying their masculinity. And that's not the point. That's not the point of bringing women into business or females being entrepreneurs and, you know, even me having to heal those and I'm still healing those balances of what part of me needs that nurturing and is my masculine side trying to push or force my creativity when it's just not quite there that day. Right. And, and, you know, how do we really reconcile that internal relationship that we have with ourselves, mm-hmm. with our abilities, and how do we want to yes. share them? Yeah. I will say that it's rare that I have felt disrespected by others asking me certain things that respect themselves. If I'm feeling disrespected, it's because I'm feeling disrespected by somebody who does not respect their own connection and their own divinity. And so that I recognize as a projection and I don't take offense to it anymore. And I don't feel disrespected. It's just the awareness of sending love to the wound of why someone would feel that they needed to cast judgment on my own abilities or say that, or say that if I'm standing in front of them, that I don't exist. That's, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's my personal favorite. Oh, thank you. Gratitude <laughs> for your vulnerability and your openness deeply, deeply. Thank you so much because it mm-hmm. is important to talk about all these things, which is why I create this safety here so that can be addressed because 
there's really small to minimum, except on our own platforms, right, where we're able mm -hmm. to discuss these things, but the, these conversations need to be had more and more frequently to, to disengage from that old programming, right? Because even myself, I'm with you on that masculine, right, where we exploit ourselves in the beginning and going through the conversation of forgiving yourself when you didn't know what you didn't know, right? And now mm -hmm. having the feminine aspect come through and not even knowing what that looks like yet, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, building the intuition um, is a muscle on its own. So as you start to see these aspects of you, definitely start asking all, you know, the sisterhood is real in the ether, you know, meditate and ask these beautiful questions. They are ready. I mean, we're all in it to come and help to get out of these chastisements as a feminine, right? And it, it you know, if you dive deeper into why the feminine is in this space right now is because, you know, the ether is darkness. And in the yin and the yang, what is the black is the feminine, right? And the light is the masculine. So we're born out of darkness, out of the womb, out of the seed, you know? So it is a grand, it's a beautiful power. It's a beautiful place to be from and just be fulfilled from. And our mothers that we have are just always doing their best to embody that aspect but sometimes they're unable to because of the masculinity that exists in this world that overtakes that. And they have to become these warriors in that space, right? Like the toxic of like the woman in, as the CEO who tries to be the man and compete with the man is not what we need. We need the, the, the completion of the yin and the yang for the woman to come in and bring her creative flow or her, her, her chaos, her grandeur into the, the masculine, right, holding it all together for us to become the beautiful flower, right? So it's just mm -hmm. this beautiful balance that it's not only external, but it's also within ourselves and how we can balance these aspects, whether you're a man or a woman, um, and however you may identify, it exists within you both. It is part of alchemy, masculine and feminine energies has nothing to do with gender. So I'm really happy that you really dove deeply into this because it's it's so mm -hmm. so important. And it's something I I am total agreement with what you just said. So wow. yeah, you you brought up something that I would love to just kind of go into a bit more because I think in in my in my mothering healing and in me healing my mommy wounds. Um, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really get to experience what that really warm, nurturing motherly love is. And when it came, it was short and intermittent and like, um, that kind of addictive, um, what's it called? It's like the intermittent response. And so I had to do a lot of unraveling of codependency and I had to do a lot of really interesting things around the mother wound. And so I've started, I've started reconnecting my relationship with mother Mary. And I, I started with Kuan Yin because for me being raised Christian and accepting my own abilities, there was so much just crap thrown at it. I don't know how to even say it eloquently. It was like, there was just so much stuff thrown at me by my Christian family or relatives 
um, that was like that my abilities were not accepted through the Christian religion. And I, you know, even being sent a chapter of John spelling it out. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was born with these abilities. It came to a point where I either had to accept myself and accept who I am and accept that like these circumstances, these natural things can be maddening, can absolutely be maddening if they are not harnessed and strengthened and respected and cultivated and like all of it. And so for me, in order for me to heal, and as I was healing, my abilities started opening up and I accepted myself more and more and more. Well, when I started really healing the mother, the mother wound and, and that, that circumstance, Kuan Yin and Kuan Yin's story around how she be, became like the mother of compassion resonated with me it like the deepest place of my core and my soul like really being able to understand how she developed her mastery of compassion through adversity and through the hardships that she went through in her experience as a mm-hmm. as a woman and embodied as a human in this world it just resonated so much and so i started to learn how the strength of compassion well, it's like the, the pure, pure compassion and the strength of what it is dissolves any frequency that meets it. It's like it transmutes it on contact. So if you have a woman, let's bring it back into modern day. If you have a woman that is being a shark in the boardroom because she's competing with the men and she's in her masculine energy. I do believe that there is a way to be assertive and compassion or, and compassionate, that there is a way to be able to hold kind of the flame in both categories to be able to say, this is the boundary. This is like, you don't pass here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to be walked over. I'm not going to be disrespected. I'm not going to receive this style of communication while also completely meeting whatever adversity is coming to the table with that absolute compassion in the sense that it disarms any sort of defense. What is true compassion and what is true compassion embodied that is also brought in by Mother Mary. Mother Mary is such a powerful ascended master that we're able to work with or see or channel or ask for guidance that also can show us so much about how do we embody that divine feminine energy and that divine mothering, nurturing energy. Because most people that are at battle or at war with themselves or somebody else are, are desiring or needing that internal mothering compassion in some way, shape or form desperately. I don't care in what building you're at and what boardroom and what, you know, (laughs) wherever it is, it's like that inner child is yearning in some way, shape or form to be seen, loved, nurtured and heard. And that divine mother exists in all of us, men and women. So that's where it's like the rebalancing of men having the permission to feel their emotions and having the permission to be nurturing and be soft and be assertive and be compassionate, holding that as the healing and women having the permission to be angry and rageful and wanting to fight and like have whatever the truth and authenticity of what comes through. It's like, 
it is, I do see that it is on the path of where it is that we are going. And there is so much light to be anchored in that field with the balancing of masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. Cause it isn't about like overthrowing the patriarchy and like, you know, going back into a full monarchy. It's about okay, <laughs> the pendulum has swung for thousands of years in both directions. So if we're coming into a space of union, that that space of union is like internal first and how exciting is it to be in a body at this time to be present for that experience? Oh, so exciting. It's, it's beyond so, exciting. It's and so terrifying cool. at the same time. Yeah, right. Because it's also being so comfortable with the unknown, right? Within <laughs> yourself and through yourself and outside of yourself. And I, it, the grounding comes from the balance of the masculine feminine energies right Absolutely. and and then gaia she's always just ever so giving always helping us to stay grounded when we don't feel in that space she's always giving that nourishment that that love Absolutely. that compassion ever Absolutely. always like Absolutely. We're here. there's nature there's a tree outside of your a building your house there's birds that's mm -hmm. her the grass the soil like she's like hey i love you every day yep. the sun is like i love you every day too you know, so it's just, you know, we get lost in the what was in place, right? And now we're, like you said, it's an exciting time because now we're breaking ground in a big way and we get to have these conversations. You know, I always say like prior to COVID, I, I this podcast wouldn't be existing. I don't think that this, this idea, the, the flow of what needed to be present was there yet. Right. Right. I felt like it was like that seed, that cocoon. And now everyone, because they were stuck at home with their own selves and their 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 choices that they've made thus far, the, that self-reflection that now it's more of asking for that. I do need to be nourished. I do want to feel that love of of a mother, that compassion, you know, because you and I are not the only ones that were suffering as a child and had to remother ourselves into that space. So then we can embody the space that we want to feel for ourselves and then everyone who comes in contact with us. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it is such an amazing time. So that's why I get so excited before every conversation. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have this special person because, you know, the people I bring on, there are in that space within themselves and they've worked so hard to battle exterior forces and then come into balance and ground themselves again to, to ask the hard questions. Who am I? Who do I want to become? Is this the kind of woman that I want to be? Is this, yeah. what do I want to do with the abilities that I, I've been given? With the fragments of light that I have, what, what can I, you know, and asking yourself is asking the universe and it'll come through when you start doing the work and empowering yourself to basically just unconditionally love yourself and accept yourself the light and the dark the feminine and the masculine of you it's just and when that comes through everyone around will feel it mm -hmm. and that's kind of like how the Dalai Lama would say become the change you want to see in the world or was it absolutely either and, way and it's so magnetic it's we so all magnetic. know 
what a magnetic person feels like and where, yes. where we are drawn to a magnetic person. And I know when I'm magnetic and I know when I'm repelling. And sometimes I repel naturally because I need to be in a cocoon for a little bit <laughs> because right. it's a lot to be giving as much as I'm giving and sharing as much as I'm sharing and, you know, yes. guiding as much as I've got. There's so much. And so right. that to be magnetic is a really beautiful thing. And to know when it's okay to just, you know, draw the blinds for mm -hmm. a bit. And, you know, it's, there's so much pressure around consistency and social media. We mm. need to be consistent when consistent mm -hmm. consistency is king and this and this. Okay. Well, yes. And the feminine is not about that. Mm -mm. And manifestors are not about that. Visionaries and creators are not really about that. Sometimes you have a massive creative burst. that's like so high and yes. oh my gosh, like uh, incredible. It almost feels manic. You're like, what is yes. going on? This is amazing. Yes. And then there's also the period to actually create the vision. Then there's also the time to rest and integrate. So a new vision can come through. And so I learning to honor that as an entrepreneur and as someone like I'm leading classes every single week, multiple classes. So it, and I think of teachers like, holy moly. I think of teachers that are in the classroom, yeah. you know, <laughs> six hours a day. Is that how long school is like it? It blows my mind. Five Anytime days a I'm week. I'm like, oh, I don't want to show up. I think of teachers. I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. <laughs> it's true. We don't need to be true. whiny about it. It's okay. Right. And, right. you know, giving space and, and knowing all that. And also just not getting caught in mm -hmm. those feelings that want to bring us down. Because, yes, it is important to feel them. And really, mm -hmm. emotions don't last that long when you feel them. Right. They yeah. last a long time when you don't feel them. And when yes. you resist them or you're not quite ready to feel everything that happened, you know, right. it's like, if we only have the emotional capacity to process through 50% of what happened in real time as it's happening, then yes. it'll take another bit of time to process the rest of what needs to be integrated through a circumstance. Right. I'm just sharing that to be patient. Let's just be a little more patient, patient. with ourselves. Absolutely. <laughs> and self-forgiveness and self-compassion, right? Yes. And dropping the judgment on yourself right? Mm -hmm. because we're all doing what we can and every day is not going to be like you say the consistency every day is not the same we're not the same if the planets are not aligned in the same space and the seasons are not the same every day why would be that why would the opposite apply to us that we need to be that yeah. can't be we have to have our winters and our springs and our summers. robotic and we have to work as machines it's like that's right. not what we are no we're not. No one is. And the pretending of it doesn't help anyone pretending mm -hmm. that we are and that we can. And we just go, go, go. And like people who do have that uh, social media, like they just blasting out things. And that's OK if that works for you. But at the same time, I love to allow the universe to say, hey, nudge me like I think this needs to be said today. OK, sure. You know, or or contact this person to see if they want to. OK, see, I don't. I don't have a list of people right now. I have you and I have another one on Wednesday. That's as far as this goes. Mm -hmm. And then whatever happens is will happen. And I is the trust and the surrender, mm -hmm. which is difficult. I understand. You, when you do. I'm sorry. I didn't want, I didn't want no. to cut you off, but you brought up something that was so resonant and so like happened today. Was it mm. today? I kept getting that ping. 
send this person a message, send this person a message was in my head all day, all day. And then this person called me around 1 PM and was like, my, my sky is falling. You know, like my world is falling apart. And I was like all morning, I kept feeling to send this person compliments. And I kept feeling to send this person words of encouragement. And I kept feeling to just be like, good job. Keep do like, keep going. And you mentioned that about the ping. It's like, when you hear the ping, no matter how little they are. And like, I've been doing this for 12 years and I still override the pings. I still override those little voices that say, Mm -hmm. go for it. Just because for what? I don't know for what, like, why, why does that, why do we pause when we feel something so clearly inside? And I really think it's because we've been trained to override them so many times to, uh, to devalue our feelings and to devalue our sensations and to devalue these things. And they're so real. Mm -hmm. Like when I was a little girl, I always said, you, you can't deny feelings. And I don't know where that came from. It just came from Mm -hmm. me. Like a feeling is a feeling and a feeling in in and of itself has value. And the more that we lean into our psychic abilities, I mean, I'm, you know, those mm-hmm. feelings, those hunches, I just had a feeling. I just, it's, it's a sensation. It's a something it's like, pay attention. Yes. If you have a good yes. feeling about something, listen, if you have a bad feeling about something, listen, if you get a little teeny ping to send someone a message, do it. <laughs> do it. Do, do it. it. Cause you don't know if, and also that's a great, in like, that ping, right? That just ping of contacting someone. It is such a beautiful invitation to your abilities mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. just say, Oh, I have a feeling I should text this person or call this person. I wonder if I practice that more often, will that happen when, and it does, you know, I've come to the point where I look at my phone and there's nothing, but immediately after I put it down, ping, I'm like, I so now I'm receiving it here before yeah. it re- the phone itself receives it and yep. that's so that's also magical even just oh i should throw out the trash now no i'll just do it later and then what happens there's the police are outside and you can't go through whatever whatever <laughs> i'm just making like fun. extreme examples but... extreme examples let's go but it's just like a beautiful invitation for you to like really but i love that you said that we were so used to mm, like swatting the flight like stop stop like mm-hmm. stop I'm, I'm doing this but what are you doing that's so important right now that you can't just take take a moment to text the person that's coming through right now mm-hmm. right even if you have children if you're feeding them um you know it's always you're the master of your reality and using your words and your boundaries saying give me one moment okay mm-hmm. done and then moving forward right it, takes two seconds to text someone we all know this two seconds count them one mississippi to the end right so it's it's important uh as the invitation comes every day all day what i started learning is uh and also asking my spiritual team when i don't listen can you just like kind of virtually like etherically punch me over and be like hey you're like okay okay sorry <laughs> You're yeah. right. You're right. You know, kind of uh, help me when I'm not in that space, right? Today could be a day I'm not aligned and mm-hmm. I could be ungrounded and not listening or hearing or 
all the clairs that are out there, the five clairs that are not in that space and that's okay. Yeah. Um, giving yourself permission to even say, I've said this to my team, like today is not for me. Today is not for me and I need you to, I'm going to give myself grace and I need you to do the same. Yeah. So if there is something pressing and truly important, death or dying, okay, I will move the world for that space. But, you know, like you said, even like coming, filling yourself up, right? You ha you can't be that robotic person. You have to fill your own cup and know when to give yourself that cocoon time, you know? And sometimes when we don't stop, we get sick, right? <laughs> when we just go, no, I got this, I got this. And you're like, uh, I can't. Um, mm -hmm. Or you start running like, at 60%. Right. And then you just get used to running at 60% rather than filling your cup up. And then you, you know, I've gotten myself to where I'm just running on fumes. Mm -hmm. I, I did a huge three day event at a casino here in Reno, like a massive event. And by the time the event started, I was already running on fumes already mm -hmm. before I was on stage for three days. And it was, oh, it was just such a big lesson for me. Like it's, it could not have been a more intense lesson. And what was also really interesting and powerful about it was that I was just so much more raw, so mm. much more, you know, like any sort of shield of pretense was completely gone because of the nature of my love. Like I just didn't have the energy to hold up any pretense. I didn't have any sort of, you know, energy to put on any sort of a show. I didn't have any sort of, like there was no, like presentation. It was really just, here we are. This is what's going on. Let's get there. I probably cussed a little bit more than I should have, but whatever. <laughs> like it was just, that was where life led me. And that's where my choices led me by not actually giving myself the time to really feel, fill my cup and taking on too much responsibility and not delegating enough. I really was in a position where I needed to delegate more in order to be able to show up properly and show up with my best foot forward. And I think part of that was just because I had gotten so used to running myself dry, running my system dry, running my engine dry, giving every, like we, we, we put on a pedestal literally giving of yourself until there is nothing left. It's like, we put that on a pedestal mm -hmm. and then where yes. does that leave people? Right. Really? Where does right. it, we're not able to serve. We're not able to love. We then become the one that needs to like, you know, leech off of others because yeah. we haven't right. been able to do that for ourselves. And I think right. that's one of the really backwards, just one of the many backwards things that we have in society is like, mm -hmm. you know, we don't want, we obviously don't want to pedestal the narcissist because heaven forbid the narcissist gets that kind of attention, right? But we also want to pedestal the person who has nothing left, who is completely empty because they've given so much and been so selfless. And so again, it comes back to the balance between, I really believe it's a balance between masculine and feminine energy. Like let ourselves go through the season, shine when we're ready to shine, and take away the pressure from needing to be in that constant A plus performance range. Yes, absolutely. And then what happens after? Then we're judging ourselves for not being at our best, for not having this go that way. And we're reflecting on all the negative things because we weren't in mm -hmm. our A game. 
right? Yeah. So, and then it's all self-defeating <laughs> as much as you were trying to provide something amazing. So, and those are the lessons, right? Because it doesn't, it doesn't go, it doesn't go without a great opportunity for you to see what's truly going on and for you to see what you did, you, what the habits were, how can you recover better for the next time as the lesson is there versus uh, because the mind loves patterns and you repeat, yep. repeat yep. <laughs> and stay there. Like I didn't, I didn't. It's more like, oh, what can I do better for myself next time so I can show up a hundred percent for everyone that I am encountering in a show, in a speaking engagement, in a podcast, whatever may have you. Um, yep. Because Absolutely. we do have to reach out. I love that you said that we do have to reach out the energies that we're not having within ourselves are like, you know, um, the audience could be one of them. Right. And when you're speaking like all oh, this energy, okay. Cause I am running on fumes. Like you said, I could just gulp this real quick and keep mm -hmm. going. It's like, you're still kidding yourself. Right. So I, 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 yeah, you're bringing up a really interesting thing that I don't necessarily think that I had become aware of until this moment is it's like, being that raw and being in a place where it's like, yeah, I could share my information, but I wasn't holding the space for the container in the way that I would right. say that I normally would, uh, right. which basically creates a bassinet for everyone to come in and feel the healing energy, yeah. which I actually do. Like, I do have a feeling that it broke a certain level of codependency between healer or guide and the audience. Because right. sometimes it's like the audience comes to fill themselves up from that cup of light that's shining, where in that way it can become codependent and it can become a like, okay, well, let me get this here and give it to you sort of thing. Whereas, um, whereas when people are there in their own space, when people are there in their own field and they're learning to heal themselves by osmosis and by being in the room rather than exhausting yeah. Um, like there's, there's so much power of what comes through the transference of energy by being on stage. It, mm -hmm. there, there really, really is. And is. so being able to become more present and more sober to how deeply ingrained we all are with codependency and mm -hmm. how it is so wildly blind to us. Right. To be able to be in a field, but where you're not trying to leech off of the light of right. whoever is there, but right. you're learning, okay, how are they composing themselves? Right. That's what I say a lot when I'm, we're, when we're teaching higher self to higher self, it's that like my higher self is having a completely multidimensional experience with your higher self as is whoever is watching this in present time and for future on replay, which is so exciting about the quantum field. But simultaneously, there's an awareness of, okay, how are they composing their field? So mm -hmm. it's like where I'm, it's almost like if you were to go watch, let's say you're going to go watch Bob Ross paint, you're not going to go pick up his paintbrush and bring it to your canvas. Like you're watching him do what he's doing and then mimicking. And so there's a higher self to higher self understanding that that's also what's happening that shifts from codependency of I'm here because I need this so badly to mm -hmm. I'm here because I'm ready to learn how to stand on my own two feet, which is a completely different kind of turn of how we are also attracting the people that are going to be in the audience Absolutely. in person or virtually. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. there's there's so much codependency that we are breaking on so, so many levels. Oh my God, so yeah. many. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so deep. We don't notice. We don't notice. And uh, and to go a little just deeper. And um, when we when you let's say these concerts, right, that are fifty thousand people, mm-hmm. and we're all light bulbs. <clears throat> there is an underlying situation where all of that energy is being absorbed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not by the one person, right? right? So that's why it's important where you provide your energy and your light to. Is it conducive to you? Is it is it not that it needs to be reciprocal, but it it has to be a balance of that energy where it's not only you giving out, or only you taking, right? Because then there becomes a deficit, a deficit on on both ends, either way, right? right? So. Um, but oh my god, I I I'm in love with this conversation. Um I I don't even have words, honestly, because sometimes I feel like there are beautiful things in this world that don't require words because the feeling is so much grandeur than what's yes. really going on and to be able to explain. And I think that that's gonna really come across here. Um and I am ever so grateful. Yes, yes, and thank you. Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask before I let you go, um, because I know everything's shifted for you and you're in a new pivotal space. Um, What is it that you're offering the community so that way we allow you to share what's going on for you, the butterfly that you are today? Oh, well, thank you. yeah, I'm, I'm actually really excited to be sharing about what we've been creating because it's It was kind of through like a case study, getting things rolling. And so now where we're at is um, Rise. And I'm I'm coming up for the languaging around Monad. But what we've created and what I specifically have created is a a magic business school for intuitive entrepreneurs. And so that's a tagline that I don't, you know, I got to re I got to massage the language around it. But that's that's really what it is. It's it's psychic development for intuitive entrepreneurs. So it's, it's visionary work, it's psychic development, it's healing, and it's what is your soul purpose? What are you here to do in this world? And how can you put, how can you create a sustainable living? Because one thing that really just chaps my hive as the role that I am is when people treat healing like a hobby. And when it's like a, 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 a back thing or like a side thing, or it's something that they don't want to talk about because they're afraid that people don't want to, that aren't going to accept them or that sort of thing. Well, how many of us are in the closet? Like, what if we all actually started talking about things that we're actually really into? Um, like this not conversation. Only, uh-huh. Yeah. And not only that, like the world does not need more waiters and waitresses. The world needs, we need more healers. We need more open-hearted, loving, caring, assertive, maybe some tough motherly love every now and then to say, let's go, it's time. Like there's so much that so many of us have to offer and share with the world that is by our heart design, by what brings us the most joy. And so with Monad, we're, we're deprogramming that you can't get any satisfaction and you can't always have what you want. No, I believe that you can have what you want. And I believe that you're designed to create what you want because what you want is your heart-centered desire. And I believe that your golden compass lives and resides in your heart. 
and you're not able to find that with a closed heart, you're not able to access your soul's memory with a closed heart, the truth of your divinity, the truth of who you are in a multidimensional before this body, you know, life experience, it's all there existing in the heart. So we focus on heart-centered consciousness, heart-centered healing, and how to grow a business and a sustainable career that comes also from your heart by doing it in a really good way with integrity, with balanced practices that make you feel good. None of this weird slimy marketing and all these other like weird things that are out there. There's a way to do it in a really, really good way. And I think there needs to be more integrity in marketing in the digital field, in the coaching industry, in the psychic development, like across the board. And so we're checking all the boxes on that with Monad. We've got a full year certification process. We've got other, you know, smaller a la carte digital courses that are self-study. Um, and so, yeah, website's being redesigned, but it's at monadsociety.com and, and, and on Instagram. <laughs> yes. And on Instagram, I make sure to put all the links for you and everyone who wants to check it out and i'm really excited and speaking of the age of aquarius you look at you being on time on point with innovation because <laughs> it is so needed for all of us right even like starting teaching the kids for me mindfulness i was doing from the masculine until it flipped and they they taught me right because they're our teachers <laughs> i'm just surprised <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'm being intuitive. They're letting me see what I need to flow with them. And oh, so I'm not the only one. There's going to be plenty of people out there that are just going to resonate with everything that you're sharing. I'm so excited mm -hmm. that mm, you're working you. on this because it's desperately needed. Um, and would you agree, because we talked about the mother aspect, the yeah. mother wound, before I let everyone go? Yeah whatever uh, uh a deity female works for you and whatever cultural and religious background works for you i would suggest to meditate to just the idea of i could be mary it could be isis you know it could be kali the, there's so many goddesses out there and there it's that energy that's the mother energy is basically what it is it's just different names for it to meditate if you're in need of that nurturing um to start and just talk to one of them yeah, yeah. i i love that and i will absolutely second that all the way right. yeah amazing yeah i think when we start to develop that connection with the ascended masters and we realize they're mm -hmm. they're not that far from us and no. that they have so much to share with us yeah. and that we embody the same qualities that they do and it's about how do we learn to embody them that they can teach us yes. it's like yes. oh Definitely. yes amazing yes sister now oh this yeah. was like i said before just everything and i want to thank you for your love your light your energy mm -hmm. you glowing through here just and coming on into this platform and sharing your authentic vulnerable beautiful self Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. And for everyone listening, thank you, all of you, for coming on and listening. And now it's going to be on YouTube. I'm, I love that I've shifted into back into YouTube so we can feel and see the faces. Yes. You know, absolutely. it's so important. So I will definitely be posting all of this. All of her information will be on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes isn't allowed. 
links sorry and on my, <laughs> website, <laughs> and on my website and as always i leave everyone that remember that the breath is the secret and always lead with love mm. and i love you all so much thank you If today's episode resonated with you in any way, please subscribe to my podcast and share with anyone that may need to hear today's message. You can find me at Presently Aqui on all social media platforms. Gratitude donations are also accepted via Venmo at Presently Aqui. My wish for all of you is to find the courage and strength to start the path to self-love through mindfulness because you deserve it. Remember the breath is the secret and always lead with love.